All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. My name is Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, we're back here with the fourth uh, and final part of our JLA series that we were doing here. Uh, Holy we... shit, yeah, this is the fourth. Yep. I put three on the the program. Uh, you, you named that <laughs> thing the wrong thing, now it's not going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> we can't change it. That's what I get. All right. <laughs> Uh, but no, this is going to be the f- fourth and final part of what we're doing. We, uh, If you're just joining us, uh, if, if you want to go back to the first episode a few weeks ago, uh, we went through the whole uh, Grant Morrison JLA run. Uh, Grant Morrison, I, I'll go through the whole creative team right here at the beginning since we're bringing it up. Uh, pretty much the whole run, except for one arc, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. was uh, by Grant Morrison, uh, pencils by Howard Porter, inks by John Dell, and uh, letters by Ken Lopez, colors by Pat Gary. That's been the creative team for most of this arc. I think there was one arc where it wasn't. It was like a short one. That was the uh, uh, the dream one, I think. Yeah, I think it was the Sandman yeah. one. But this one is closing out with, uh, with like a big uh, kind of expanded justice league story kind of like a big scale kind of ending so it's pretty cool oh yeah uh, so we'll get into that that's it's called uh world war three that's going to be issues 36 through 41 41 yeah because it, it's interesting <laughs> i think they actually uh changed like grant morrison must have needed more issues when they were writing this because it says part like on the first couple issues it says part one and part two of five on the cover yeah but then later on it says of six so the, the oh, i did not like, even notice that oh shit we need one more issue <laughs> yeah fuck it yeah whoops yeah, so that'll be uh, what we're doing today. Next week, we'd already decided last week that we're going to be getting into uh, a one-off covering uh, Steel. Mm-hmm. It's a good transition because Steel has been in like a lot of this book, at least in the last couple arcs. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a good timing to, to finally read some some Steel books and then yeah, get to that Yeah, it's been a nice, nice little appetizer until we get to the meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we've been talking about doing that Steel movie for one of the adaptations we were going to cover for a long time. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm excited to finally get to that. And <laughs> I'm so excited for that it's movie. It's just been sitting on my <laughs> list of movies to watch, and I'm like, soon. I know. It's been a long time coming. I haven't fully decided what book we're going to do yet. I have two options. We can either do the uh, um, the original appearance of Steel, which is in like the 90s. Okay. Because uh, even when this was written, Steel was a pretty new character. Was it someone like big who created Steel? Um, was that kind of just uh, Louis a... Louis Simonson, so relative, yeah, a okay. pretty, pretty big writer. Gotcha. Um, but then we can either read that, or I saw that Christopher Priest did do a Steel run. Oh, that'd be dope. Um, yeah, that, that would be dope. I'm trying to find if there is like a... Just Chris, the, the one problem with doing a Christopher Priest book on this podcast is that he doesn't usually write like arcs. Like he oh. might, but it's usually like one really long story. Ah, yeah. So yeah. I have to see if maybe there's a good section to to like break it off or what we should cover if we do do that. Okay. So I would love to do that. Christopher Priest is a really good writer. Oh yeah, so that's, for sure. That's definitely high up on my list. I just have to find a clean point where you know where we can. Uh, because there's only one steel movie. Yeah, a good start, a good starting and stopping point. Because we ran into that problem with this series, where you're going to find that today. I mean, normally on this podcast we do a comic book and an adaptation. Yeah. But we found that uh, there's not a lot of Justice League adaptations. You yeah. think there'd be more? Yeah, at least not a lot of like ones that basically aren't the same, just like slightly different story. Oh, right. And, like, yeah, aren't really a lot that good. Of- Sorry, yeah. There's a lot of uh, animated like movies, yeah. like the, the, the the newer DC animated movies. But yep. fuck, man, I tell you, as someone who's watching most of those, <laughs> they are a fucking drag. Like, yeah, because if, if you and Luke can't get through them, then yeah, I'm definitely not going to be able to. Yeah, I've watched uh, a good portion of them, and most of them are bad in like the worst way, where it's like not even bad in a fun way, where it's just bad. And it's like, oh god, I have to turn this off. It's this just is, boring. This is just dragging me down. Oh man. Yeah, a lot of them are just terrible premises. Like, oh, what if Batman was a vampire and also really boring? <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Just what everyone wanted to see. <laughs> 
Uh, so those movies are not on the top of my list to cover. Yeah, and we could have done Super Friends from the 70s. We tried to. We would have had to pay for it. Yeah. That was the only option. To be and fair, we tried to find an episode of Super Friends to watch. But we did. It, it used to be on DC Universe, but it no longer is because yeah. they got rid of their streaming service. So. HBO didn't feel like picking that one up. <laughs> Come on, HBO. What are you thinking? It's right. not a hot bite. Right. Uh, but yeah, so that it left us with little options because I just didn't want to watch more of the Justice League animated show. No, no. Said as much as we have to say about that. Yeah, um, it ran its course. Yeah, exactly. So uh, the one anim- DC animated movie I would cover at some point would be uh, Justice League and the Fatal Five. Yeah, yeah. And the only reason I didn't do it for this one is because I want to wait for a good Jessica Cruz story to pair it with. Okay. That's the main reason I want to do that movie is because Jessica Cruz is in it, played by uh, Diane Guerrero from Doom Patrol. Oh yeah, you remember telling me about yeah, that? Yeah, so I'm I, I, I think in yeah, that movie's awesome. actually it's not bad. Like it's got some like Bruce Tim isms in it, but it's, okay. for the for the most part it's it's not bad. Okay, so that one I would watch at some point just to pair it with like maybe the Green Lanterns book, which I've always wanted to cover at some point. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then after that, I don't know if that will time us perfectly to do Falcon and Winter Soldier, but we'll. I think it. I think we worked. I think it does. I Unless, think it, okay because they they're not taking like a break at all, are they? No, and there's only six episodes. Yeah, so yeah. I think that. I think after that, we'll do uh, a Falcon and Winter Soldier episode. We'll do uh, the maybe the first arc in the uh, the Sam Wilson Captain America book, and then watch those two together. So far, that show has still not grabbed me. It's still pretty boring. Yeah, uh, I, I've heard mixed, mostly kind of negative, but. Mm-hmm. Some, I do like the some idea decent of an, highlights. I do like the idea of like an evil, like fucking, uh, like uh, ultra, like military, like Captain America, just being an evil shitbag. Though, oh yeah, I do kind of like. I think that's a good take. It's been pretty funny to see like people get butthurt about it too. Like they're like, oh yeah, turning Captain America into a villain. It's like this is the liberal agenda. Like that's the <laughs> easiest thing to do, <laughs> right? It's like, have you seen Captain America in comics over the past decades? Yeah. Um, so, th- so yeah, I think that's uh, what we'll cover for that, and then after that, who knows? It could be anything. Yeah. Uh, I know that the Loki show is coming up relatively soon, but we got some time before that uh, yeah, comes that up on May our schedule. Yeah, May or June? Yeah, or May, I think, so relatively soon, but yeah, it'll, ways, uh, yeah. By the time we can get around to it, it'll probably be June-ish. Uh, we still do also have that option to maybe do like a, like a kaiju series. Since you yeah, still haven't true. seen Kong versus Godzilla. Oh, yeah, very true. And that movie was awesome. Yeah, I definitely got to watch that. Uh, there is one kind of like obvious adaptation that we kind of haven't uh, done yet, uh, which uh, I've, I've gotten some people ask for, which is Invincible. Um, we could maybe oh, do that yeah, at yeah. some point. Um, the only reason I haven't jumped on it so far is just because most uh, Kirkman comics I, I don't like enjoy most for the most part. I've tried two of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you never know. I mean, this could be. I mean, I've always heard this is the one really good one, so that's always an option we could try. Because did that show just start recently? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I think it's on Amazon. I yeah, it's wrong. Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard decent things it's about got a the good show. Cast. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that could be an option as well. Gotcha. Uh, without further ado, we'll be getting into the uh, the book we're covering for today, which is the final arc of JLA, World War III. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one brings back uh, a lot of characters from like the overall kind of story of the, of this whole Morrison run. Lex Luthor, again, uh, forms a new Justice League, Injustice League. He's yeah. Like, if it didn't work the first time, it's bound to work this time. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot fail. Yeah. And so he gathers up uh, a crew of kind of just like the reoccurring villains we've had so far um, with uh, General Ailing in the body of the Shaggy Man. Fucking Prometheus has to come back. <laughs> I know. Um, and he's even douchier in this run, too. Yeah. Or more then, of a prick. Yeah. No, he's, he's always terrible. <laughs> There is also kind of the overarching threat of this creature 
who uh, the Orion and Mr. Miracle actually warned them of. It's like a fourth world related thing, we're told. Yeah. Uh, is this creature called the Mageddon, which is basically, I mean, in, in the simplest terms, just this giant overall force of just like despair and just like dread and uh, distrust. Yeah. Um, that basically will just like wipe over a place and then just turn everyone against each other until they're all destroyed. Yeah. And um, it looks metal as shit. Yeah. Oh, it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, how it's drawn looks insane. Yeah. The art in that is pretty, is pretty solid. I like it. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Uh, but it opens with uh, Wonder Woman and uh, Barda and Metron going to like that future we saw earlier in the in the run with uh, where Flash and Aquaman and uh, Green Lantern went there. Yep. Um, it was the uh, the Wonder World where all these like giant titans were destroyed by some force, mm-hmm. um, which we find out was the Mageddon. Yep. So they go to the distant future to kind of see this all happen and. Uh, and the fate of what's going on, and then we kind of get the the table of Mister Miracle warning them all, like, "Yeah, we're about, we're like, we're about fucked." So we gotta like start getting shit together. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the the team at this point is pretty cool. I like Oracle t- has a big role in this arc, which I like. Like Oracle actually being having a big role in the Justice League is really cool. I think that's a, a good idea. Definitely, yeah. Because I feel like that's a resource you should constantly be wanting to use, right? And she like links up with uh, Martian Manhunter too to yep. get like a telepathic link. That's even <laughs> yeah, cooler for sure. Oh God, I'm flipping through this. <laughs> Hold that thought. I'm flipping through this, and there, I forgot about this panel where. Uh, Zariel is getting something out of the trophy case at the JLA Watchtower, and Plastic Man forms his body into a ladder for him. <laughs> First of all, he has why, wings. Why? Yeah. Why does Zariel need a ladder? And second of all, oh god, what the fuck? <laughs> it looks horrifying. The Plastic Man just gives me fucking nightmares. I know it. It really is a huge creep factor. <laughs> I would not stand on that. He's like standing on his ass right now. <laughs> no, I think that's the other side. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, Zoriel, no! <laughs> Watch your feet. <laughs> I, although there is a good panel where Zoriel kind of mentions that, like, all this, like, uh, Armageddon's coming, but, like, the forces of heaven aren't going to do anything. Yeah. And so, like, there's one panel where Plastic Man just turns his head into a chicken, which looks <laughs> fucked up, but is also hilarious. Right. Kind of reminds me of uh, Beak from New X-Men. Oh, yeah, it looks just like Beak, actually. <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Lex Luthor and his team end up destroying the Watchtower again. Uh, <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> yeah, just stop making the watchtowers, man. Right, you're just making extra work. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a B villain whose name I forget, um, who who uh, that does some mind control stuff. I mean, it, there's a cool part where Steel like breaks out of it. He's like, I I learned how to hack my way out of this. Like the second like you you like mind controlled me. I've just been waiting for the moment to like where I could disable the whole thing. Right, just, like throws his hammer. Boom. Yeah, he plays that like perfectly. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I think really the only mention of a name I remember with her is Queen B. So it might just be Queen Bee. It B. might be. I thought it, I was going to say Queen Bee, but then I was like, that might be someone else. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm, we're not uh, comic book experts on this podcast. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can use Wikipedia for that, I guess, yeah. if you like. But. If you're a big Queen Bee fan, we apologize. Yeah. Although I'd, I'd be shocked if there are many out there. Hey, you never know. <laughs> And then Prometheus is just the fucking worst. Like, there's a part where he just goes and, like, harasses, like, uh, like Barbara with, like, a bunch of just fucking, like, ableist asshole, like, nonsense bullshit. Yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, he has a lot of problematic parts. It's just like, would someone shut this guy up? Yeah, I mean, and they do, but they do, still, yeah. he's, he just sucks. I hate it when he shows up. <laughs> <laughs> right. It doesn't help that he just looks lame as hell. Oh, just... yeah, his costume is the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the helmet is almost redeemable, but with the rest of the ensemble. It's just a football helmet, but, like, the the, the cage is at the top. Yeah, it's like a mix of, like, a football and, like, a crusader helmet or, like, yeah. a, a knight helmet. But then the shoulder pads and, and the gauntlets Oh, yeah, they terrible. look horrible. Terrible. <laughs> 
And so, like, yeah, it's satisfying, like, once he does actually get his, like, ass kicked by Batman the second time. Because, like, the first time oh, he's yeah. like, I'm even stronger than Batman. I have more prep time. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, but this time, yeah, he just, like, disables his link to, like, the internet, which is basically what he was doing. Yep. Um, just, like, downloading fight fighting yeah, techniques. It's, yeah, it's basically, it, um, it, it kind of seems like he runs it off as CDs. Like, literally CD drives. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, Batman got a little time with his helmet and just kind of rewired some shit. But, yeah, the, the arc gets a lot better. Uh, like the whole story gets a lot better I think once that Injustice League is kind of out of the picture um, once it becomes really focused on like the uh, like the Mageddon like the threat of like the overall just kind of war and conflict I think the story yeah. becomes really strong at that point okay I was going to ask you this so because it, what ends up happening with Luther after that like he starts growing that eyeball yeah. like on himself like was Luther under control of Mageddon like from the beginning, like did Mageddon have Luther like blow up the tower? Was that or was that just Luther? And then it sort of ended up. Happening? Uh, no, I believe I believe that uh, it was a little bit column A, column B because when they yeah. find him, he has like the giant like mind control thing on him, which he yep. breaks free of. So he definitely like was under control for some period of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, he ends up with a big eyeball on his head. And it looks yeah. freaking gross. Yeah, but overall, I think the things that this art did the strongest, like I said, kind of come at the end here, where this kind of theme of, like, the overall just kind of, like, end of everything, like, this whole kind of, like, overarching despair that's just going to, like, wipe and kind of, like, destroy everything and kind of, like, uh, like a explosion is kind of, like, a common theme of, uh, like, a lot of Grant Morrison books, I think. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, the, the whole concept of the bomb. Right. And also what kind of comes into play where they kind of introduce the idea or kind of portray it whereas like uh you know metahumans are plausibly like the next step in evolution yeah there's some really cool stuff with that because we get which it. is a, yeah that's another huge that's a big big theme in uh the invisibles oh like, nice yeah so like that's definitely a thing that graham morrison like plays off a lot and i'm guessing animal man because oh for sure animal man shows up here just because graham yep, morrison i like, love that i'm bringing in my character damn <laughs> right <laughs> no i was so happy when he showed up yep yeah uh yeah buddy shows up here to uh to help out because a buddy like has this idea being like you know being in tune with uh with all these animals and just kind of the way animals think and work and process yeah Yep. Uh, like he says, he basically uses the idea like, you know, uh, humans have this part of their brain, like, you know, like the people say, like the lizard part of their brain, like from old evolution. Yeah. Um, which is just like the animalistic instincts that we have to like, you know, fight each other and like take things and, you know, conquer. Yep. Um, and he says, like, well, if like we have this part of our brain, like theoretically, that could be changed. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like it's just, you know, it's just chemistry. Yep. Um, and so the whole idea that like it's all like the theory that it's all connected because there's that whole uh like studies that they did where if you teach one monkey a new skill like all the other monkeys in that region that it's around will like just kind of instantly adapt to right. that yeah so, so there's yeah. some pretty cool concepts at work there is uh and it's kind of cool just having this character show up out of nowhere it's like actually this is my wheelhouse Justice right League. Uh, they're like who is this <laughs> yeah who the hell is he uh actually i know exactly what i'm talking about let's get to work yeah i was i was really happy when he showed up yeah that was a cool cameo uh, and Green Lantern has some really good parts here, too. Oh, um, absolutely. Because um, the Green Lantern concept, I think, works the best to me when it's not so much like a global peacekeeping core. I like the idea that yeah. it's just... Uh, a power that, like, you know, is given to you that's powered by, like, your own willpower, your own confidence, like, your own kind of just, like, uh, strength of, of yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, like, when, it's, when like, you lose confidence, like, when you kind of get beat down, like, the ring kind of loses power as well, which is kind of what happens to Kyle here. Yep. But then the second he gets that, like, inspiration back, you know, like, gets that fire back, like, the ring is like... Yeah, no, I love that. Yeah. That, it's, that... it's infinitely better than having to charge it with a lamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, like... It, the rules on like how Green Lanterns work, it's like uh, different writers do it different ways. Usually, it's just you charge it in the lamp and you're good to go, which is 
boring in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but the way it's been done, it, it seems like being done at least in this book and like done a lot of, more recently, like in at least in the uh, the Jessica Cruz uh, Green Lanterns book. Yeah. Uh, at least in that one, a lot of times it's like you know fueled by like your willpower, like your confidence, like when it, it like it'll spike when you get like you know super hyped up basically. Yep. So I think that's a really cool way to do it to kind of just also have it be a story kind of like that's more personal. Definitely am. Yeah. Yeah, anything is better than just, like, straight-up space cop. Yeah, space cop, <laughs> charge my gun, yeah. laser. <laughs> Time to clock in. Yeah, if I were to, like, a, a, a modernize the Green Lantern idea, that's the way I would do it. Just have, like, it'd be really easy to do, just have all the Green Lanterns on Earth be like, hey, fuck the Guardians. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> right? I'm just going to be superhero of my own now. And they would be like, but you can't. And they'd be like, uh, fuck you. Yeah, like, <laughs> why are we answering to these ancient overseers? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so there, uh, there's some cool parts in here as well. Like I said, Steel has a bunch of really good moments. Um, this like uh, they they do, doing a, a much better job of like illustrating how the hammer works to make it look really cool and the artwork yeah. in this arc because he's just kind of throwing it around like Thor with like lightning following it behind. Just doo, 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 ching. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, it looks dope. Uh, and then uh, there's a cool part too where they kill uh, the. Queen Bee Lady with a boom tube, and then Barta stabs her in the heart with her uh, cosmic rod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad way to go. Oh, yeah. And then the uh, the best part of the story is, uh, I think, when they give... Uh... Well, actually, there's a really good part before that where, like, um, Martian Manhunter and Bruce, like, team up to reach out to Superman, like, in the Mageddon. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite, uh, like, sequences. Yeah. Because I, I love... that's, that's, like, the perfect wheelhouse for Morris and Batman is, like... If oh something needs like superior psychic like strength right like, like yeah like mental I mental fortitude yeah pretty sure I could handle this yep. like I can handle the darkness like in someone's mind yeah that's cool and then like beyond that too it's it, it's also a cool part just for the like the long friendship of like Bruce and Clark oh yeah it's like reaching out like no I can find him like I trust me I can do it yep uh, so that's a really cool moment where it's like and uh, like Clark it's me it's Bruce I'm like oh fuck it yeah. is yeah because it's your buddy Batman's got such a great line in that when he's talking to John and he's just like. He's like, like Superman's not prepared for this kind of thing alone. Like he, he can spin mountains on his finger, but he'll be trying to shake its hand while it's gnawing his intestines out. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, my favorite part in this whole story is when uh, they give basically uh, everyone on Earth like superpowers and then mm -hmm. like fly into space to fight them again together. That was just such a cool way to fucking end this whole story. Right. Um, yeah. Like, cause, yeah. Diane. Diana's like uh, Justice League reserves attack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> People are like, is that Wonder Woman? Holy shit, let's go. Right, like, imagine how badass that would be. Yeah, there's a really good just full, like, spread page of just Wonder Woman, like, flying into space with all these just, like, uh, people in just, like, their street clothes flying off as first-time superheroes. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, and then the angels finally decide to have a conscious and kind of help out, basically by just going to world leaders yeah, and being like, say, the war is over. I was going to say, kind of <laughs> help out. It, it seems like they, defeating the Mageddon, I feel like, would do that anyway. Yeah. But maybe I'm wrong. I, I mean, know. yeah, because like a bunch of world leaders are sitting at their desks like, oh, better to end it in like a fiery blaze. Like, yeah, I'm about to press the nuke button. Right. And the, the angel's just like, no, it's over. It's like, all right, okay. <laughs> like, it was kind of a cool moment leading up to it because yeah, Zariel, for sure. Zariel's in heaven and they're all kind of just like preparing for the new cycle. Like, they're yep. all like, well, we'll just start over again. Here we go. Yep. And Zariel's like, you're just going to give up on them. Well, I hope the new people you create are going to like, I hope you'll have more mercy for them. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm not giving up on them. Yeah. And then these other angels are like, no, I I will also become fallen. Like, I'll go down and help you fight. Yeah. And they all kind of go down, you know, like give up their spot in heaven to go help the people. Yeah, that was a great moment. Um, yeah, so it's a really cool moment. But then at the end, yeah, they're like, oh, I don't get what they did, but whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. Uh, 
Uh, and yeah, Superman, you know, after Clark, Clark uh, sorry, uh, Superman after Bruce helps break him free is able to smash out and then kind of like eat the energy of this uh, Mageddon's like core, like like a sun, basically. Yeah. So he's uh, like, oh, if I can absorb like direct sunlight, maybe I can do it for anti sunlight. Right. So, uh, so they're able to defeat the Mageddon that way, and you know, bring bring everything back to to normal on the Earth, uh, and then the day is saved. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So World War Three. I, I think the story, like I said, I think it gets really strong at the end. Uh, when For sure. It becomes yeah. all about like the Mageddon itself. Yeah. Like yeah. the Injustice Gang was just a path to get us there. Like I understand that. Yeah. That uh, and, would... and to give us some punchies. I mean, you can't have an arc where like no one fights. <laughs> yeah. You <laughs> I mean, can't just explain right. the build up for like the first two issues. There's got to be some punch ups. Right. Exactly. So I, I think this arc was one of the better ones in, in the whole story. So I, I liked it a lot. And then there's a really good ending too, where. Bruce is like, well, I've had enough of this cosmic nonsense. I'm going back to Gotham to deal with more reasonable stuff. <laughs> Normal street crime. Right. And then Oracle comes on the radio. She's like, oh, it's uh, Dr. Destiny. We have a, a new mission. Like, the world is going to end again. Yeah. He's he's convinced that he created the JLA and that <laughs> he won't stop until he's convinced otherwise. Right. And then, like, there's a really good line here with just Superman and Batman where, like, Clark looks at him. He's like, well, Batman, come on. We're in the Justice League. You know you love it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they all, there's a really good page of just them all flying off to end the run. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I, th- I thought that ended really, really nicely. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, we've, uh, we got so much into Prometheus hate that we forgot that uh, Huntress almost killed him until Bruce oh, stopped Oh, I, I forgot. I was so mad. I was yeah. like, Bruce, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, because Huntress is even like, come on, Bruce. Like, you know he deserves it. I'm with Huntress on this one, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was hard to, like, not kind of root for that in that moment. Yeah, Bruce showed up. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Fucking. Here comes the Boy Scout. Cock blocking. Keeping Prometheus in here. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Yeah, that was Probably kind of funny. almost wiped out of DC history. Damn yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, he would have worn him his way back somehow. Yeah, no, because Prometheus still shows up sometimes in like other like arcs. So like, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I just don't. I don't see a reason why. And they haven't him. updated the costume either. Oh no, <laughs> Christ. Yeah, it just like spits nineties at you. <laughs> like, no. Why would you do this? <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that was the uh, the Grant Morrison JLA run. Overall, very very fun read. I think everyone should read this. It's, oh, totally. As far as JLA books go, or Justice League books in general, this is about as good as you're gonna get. Um, Damn. For better or worse, because there's just not a lot of other recommended JLA books. Um, you know, some people would say keep reading this, keep reading the Wade the Wade run. I'm, I'm iffy on it myself, um, but there's some there's some decent stories in there. Um, okay. Other than that, hopefully they give uh, you know a new writer a chance at Justice League instead of DC just constantly rotating the same five like redundant writers over and over. But who knows? <laughs> yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll be, maybe that'll be what gives us a good Justice League book, but we won't know until they try it. True. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like. With uh, just all the Justice League, I mean, live action hype in the past few years, I feel like they kind of have to, like, make a big shot at, a, like, a decent comic run. Yeah. But who knows? Let's hope, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that'll bring us to the end of that. Like I said, there's not going to be an adaptation for this week uh, because we were sick of talking about the Justice League cartoon. <laughs> um, I think it's fine. The whole show we've talked about yeah, it before, it's fine. It's not bad. It's just there's not a lot to talk about there. Yeah. It's just kind of like, yep, they kind of showed up. They fought. Oh, man, Batman said a Batman thing. <laughs> yeah. It's not like Batman to say that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's not a lot of meat there. Um, yeah, yeah. 
but it's, it's fine for what it is. I think I would rather go back and talk about the Batman animated series and the Superman animated series. For sure, yeah. So I think there's more episodes in those shows where it's like it's about something. Definitely, yeah. Like they're actually like the episode has like a theme and like a point and a story. Yeah, it's trying um, to convey like a real message. Right, exactly. Because they were they were told to be like you know in Bat- the Batman case like mystery stories that you know kind of like revealing the plot as it goes, or in yep. Superman's case kind of like moral lesson stories. Yep. Uh, so I, I think those ones work a little bit better. I'd rather go back and cover those if we do come back to like a Batman or a Superman thing at least. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but we're going to be keeping it in DC next week. If you check back next week, we're going to be reading some Steel books, and then we're going to be watching that Steel movie with Shaquille O'Neal. Hell yeah! So I'll finally get to see what happens in that movie. We'll I'm see. so pumped. I mean, what if like uh, what if he beats Lex Luthor with this hammer? Ha boom! <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> I, I don't think there's going to be. That that movie wasn't like rated R, was it? No, I, don't, I have no idea. They, pretty, they had to have had marketed maybe. that for like teenagers <laughs> or like for some kids. I don't know, maybe. But yeah, we'll see. I, I guess I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be surprised to see. I'm gonna keep my eye out for any other DC characters behind, like besides Steel. I have a feeling it's gonna be like a Catwoman situation where it's like that's the only character that they mention. Oh, totally. Yeah, because we'll I feel like it's gonna be pretty like tight lipped on how many DC properties or like names and images they can use right it might just be like exclusively steel but yeah we'll see steel is usually like a superman related thing so you would think they'd kind of go towards that route but it doesn't necessarily have to be steel is basically just cooler iron man yeah because from some of the clips (laughs) i saw it a lot of it just looked like straight just like military style yeah like shots but yeah we'll see i guess yeah, you, you could totally, like, uh, make a Steel movie today and just make it just fucking, like, dope, hammer-wielding Iron oh, Man. Oh, just totally over the top. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. That'd be absolutely badass. Yeah, for so, sure. bring Shaq back. Honestly, he'd yeah, do you it. You could be, like, the original Steel. <laughs> right, you can be, like, the old you man could be Steel. teaching Natasha. Yeah, teaching the new Steel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, John, is there a new steel? Yeah, Natasha. Irons. Oh shit, no way. Yeah, that's his niece. Oh okay. Um, she's she's really really great. She she. Damn, that's awesome. Like, if they ever did another steel, like if there's steel ever got an ongoing book, it'd probably be Natasha. But John Henry Irons is always around, you know, just telling you know giving her shit to do and whatnot. Gotcha. That, that, um, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yep. Yeah, because one steelbook I wish we could do, it just doesn't really fit the format of this podcast. Would be uh, a book called Fifty Two, which I think I've talked to you about before. Oh yeah. Um, there's a lot of really that's that whole there's a whole arc in that story about like uh, Steel kind of like and Natasha kind of like you know distancing themselves and Natasha kind of veers over to Lex Luthor's side for a while. Oh, um, okay. And it's, there's a, a really good plot like with them in that book. The only problem is that book is like uh, a, a mishmash of like ten different plots and characters happening at once. Okay, yeah. So yeah, like yeah. those parts come few and far between across the whole book. So it's hard to theme it around just one character. I feel like. Yeah, for sure. Um, but 52 would be a really good uh, book for us to read at some point, or just maybe even to read on our own time. Was that Morrison? Yep. Okay, Morrison, I, I that, thought so, yeah. That book was written by uh, five or six different writers. Gotcha. Because it came out weekly. It was like an experiment. <laughs> oh, right, right. They were doing 52 books, one every week. Ah. So they needed like a bunch of writers on it. Gotcha. So it was like Grant Morrison, Mark Wade, uh, Greg Rucka, Jeff Johns, sadly. <laughs> um I know I'm forgetting somebody. Either way. We'll we'll Google it. We'll probably get to it eventually. (laughs) I'm not your search engine. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that'll be the end of this episode here. Join us next week for some steel action. Hell yeah. Goodbye.